Hello, welcome to You'll Never Talk Alone. I'm Alex Lebel. Joining me today is Will Caves. Will, how sad are you right now? I'm also I'm here to announce my injury as well. My emotions are injured. I'll be out for the season. <laughs> yeah, you you have a pulled feeling, and it's you're sidelined mm-hmm. for years and years, just like everyone else on Liverpool. We're joining up with each other this week to talk about another very sad match. Uh, If you want to call it a home derby loss, I mean, it could have just been any stadium, really, because there's no fans in there. But for the first time since sliced bread, since like automobiles, since humanity found fire, Everton won a derby at Anfield. 2-0 win. Uh, one and a half, really, if you kind of count how that penalty unfolded. But, Will, what are your general thoughts and feelings about that just quagmire that we watched? It's hard. It's getting harder and harder to get upset about these performances because this is the same thing over and over and over again. Um, I was way more frustrated by Henderson's injury than the scoreline. Um, it just kind of when they got when they scored early, it was just like, well, here we go again. This is great, awesome, fun, and it's Groundhog Day yet again. Yeah, it's just like stuff that makes no sense keeps happening. I mean, it makes perfect sense that all of our players are getting injured just because they're playing so much and there's nobody to replace them, so they're just in a constant cycle of getting injured. Plus, Henderson was playing center back; no center back is allowed to live on our team. So therefore he had to go down. He will not be able to finish his career because of that. But yeah, it it started off so rocky and it just kind of like a weird mistake. It was very much a 17, 18 Liverpool goal to concede, like uh, just an easy uh, cushion header, but neither of them were on the same page between Tiago and Jeannie. And then from there we were just kind of scrambling and backpedaling and they scored and then we just didn't look good at all for most of the game so uh will is there anything like additional that we haven't touched on in the past two months that like looked different at all from this match i mean we we had won uh, a game against leipzig and then we have this happen so like we we talked about last week about not having momentum, but what's, what, is there anything special holding us back from getting any sort of momentum? Yeah. Our, our special players yeah. not being available or is holding us back from no, it, you know, it sucks. Cause we've had like the Leipzig thing, not with Leipzig, obviously, but like we've had that, that phenomenon happen multiple times where we will be crap, then beat the crap out of somebody and then turn around and be crap again. And it it's it's to the point where you don't even want to get your hopes up again. Like we will probably move on in the Champions League, and somehow that's not exciting because we've lost yet another injury, or yet another player to injury. It's I will say at least Curtis Jones is playing well. He's fun to watch. Yeah, had we taken him off, uh, it would have been four nil because we can see three goals every time he goes off the field. And right. I mean, yeah, there's. There's bright spots here and there, um, and mostly here or there, not a combination of both because they're just so few and far between in every other match. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just part and parcel of having the squad change so much, uh, even though this was the same lineup that played against Leipzig. I mean, it changed in the sense that these players continue to build up fatigue and they continue to kind of adjust their roles uh, because they're all, all of them, except for maybe like Allison, uh, the fullbacks and the front three are essentially doing something that they're not supposed to be doing in this team. They're all being asked to do a different role than what we would want them to do. And it leads to mixed performances like we have, and it leads to us throwing people left and right and trying to figure out what could end up working. And I mean, we're just seeing the the byproducts of a team that doesn't really know what it's supposed to be doing at this point. Like you, you we're just asking a lot of people that they're not used to be doing. Uh, and I, I don't know, like uh, we, everybody's trying to pinpoint specific players. There's some getting called out more than others by fans, by the press or anything, but will, do you think there's like a specific breakdown that we're having or is it just general malaise that we're dealing with? Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody is tired for sure, but like we're, we're beyond the miserable run of games, right? Like we, 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 it's isn't December anymore. Um, so the games, I mean, sure, like it's fine for them to be tired. They kind of got most of a week's rest this week before we play Sheffield, but the, you know, it's, it's just hard to like, yes, they're tired, but everybody's playing right now but it but like the key thing is injuries like they don't have an option but to play tired because they have no backups and we're playing the backups to the backups in in major parts of the team and so yeah i think i think it is a general malaise physically but also mentally i mean you know these guys are worn out and they're tired of seeing their friends their teammates drop like flies every time we play a game it's miserable. It's uh, and and I don't know how we can just magically make it go away. I don't think that happens. No, it's gonna take like an exorcism or something to get rid of just the the string of bad luck we're dealing with. And, and like they're also just conti- for the first time in a long time, they're just seeing people like talk badly about them. Like this team has been consistently praised by internal and external sources for the better part of three years. And now as soon as something goes, went started going slightly wrong, everyone pounced. And then now that it's going continually more and more wrong is continue. The, the pile on is continuing and it's got to weigh down on these players after spending so much, like, like you mentioned, mental effort to get to where they have been to win the champions league, to win the league, to overcome these kind of, obstacles that have been in our way for so long Uh, and so like coupling with that release there's the slog of having to play every five days uh, and with no break essentially i mean you're seeing that i think in particular and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this in the front three specifically like you're seeing them do this weird pattern of thinking where they're simultaneously like overthinking everything while also not thinking enough like you see them taking eight touches when they could take one. Uh, you see them taking really bad shots and padding the stats for shots, but not shots on goal. Uh, and then just like, uh, I think one thing we did more often than not in this derby was the wingers would cut inside and then pass it to the fullbacks so the fullbacks could shoot. And like that sums up our just problems of the past few months in a while that like 
our forwards won't shoot, so we have to give it to our defenders to shoot. So I, I don't know. Is there is there anything of those front three that's really sticking out to you is not working besides just them being spent? Well, you know, you you see the reports, you've seen the tweets. Everybody thinks that it's Bobby. I mean, Bobby's not working. He's not playing well. Blah blah blah. Whatever. It's not Bobby. I mean, it. it Sure, it is to a degree, but not necessarily any more than the other two. Um, if you watch, you mentioned like the way that they're playing. If you watch, especially Mo has done this. This isn't a new thing necessarily for him, but Mane, it is. They rather than looking up to try to link up play with anybody other than the fullbacks, they will try to beat their man first. And oftentimes, it's so easy when we're playing against ten defenders for those guys to kind of funnel them one way. They hit a dead end. They pass the ball back, and we just we recirculate the ball across you know the top of the eighteen over and over and over again, and it is really frustrating to me to look at the past few years at some of our link up plays and some of our you know builds from midfield, which I mean, granted we're not we don't have the players that we're building those plays up, but it's just it, I feel like they're all so desperate to get us get us and themselves out of this funk that they are trying to wear every opportunity on solely on their individual shoulders and not the collective of the front three doesn't really isn't really working right now yeah i agree with that completely because there's so many times where you would see the movement of the other two create space for the one and that's how the finish would come and we're not getting any of that we're having three distinct players either trying to take on everybody and cross it, dropping way into midfield to try to link up or like running down the side and trying to cut in and it not working and then playing it back to Trent. So like I, I mean, that just, again, you don't have that juice in the legs. You don't have that juice in the brain. It's hard to make that extra thought, extra step, extra push to get there. Um, and they're, I mean, we're not really seeing much from the midfield either, unfortunately. And I mean, for the same reasons, but we don't see any late runners. We don't see anyone like close to the box. And when we get that curve passing route, it's like all the way back to the top of the center circle. And we just, we have no one doing anything. We uh, I think we all commented on our match text thread throughout the game that we looked so static in that match against Everton. Like there was nothing. Anytime anyone got the ball, they would just stand on it. And that's, less you can't really make as many highlights out of it but geez so many times you you see one of our players get it and then just kind of like hover on the ball waiting for someone to do something and you're just standing still and i it's totally understandable to be standing still but geez it is not pleasant for anybody and it's it's weird i haven't felt like this about our team in a very long time so i don't know how you're yeah, that's been it. yeah it's weird it, <laughs> well even but even like back then when you did feel like this about the team you kind of expected that this it's so weird that we've entered into semi uncharted territory, at least for the past like four years. Um, but it, you're right. It does seem like they're all waiting on something to happen and it's just not happening. Yeah. I, I and you, it seems like we should be better. Like we clearly have the players to be better than this, but everyone just looks so uncomfortable with what they're supposed to be doing. And, I don't, I don't really know how to go about fixing that because it just seems like it needs... It's more than just shape. It's more than just like how the formation we're lining up in. It's 
more than just like the individuals themselves. There's a lot of changes that need to be done, starting from like the team mm-hmm. talking it out again, really. It's like figuring out what's going wrong, what who's supposed to be doing what, because there's going to be a lot more stop gaps and a lot more people stepping in and filling in and trying to play somewhere they're not comfortable with because we're going to lose eight to nine more people throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. So yes. I, I don't know how we're going to finish our fixtures, honestly, because we're just going to lose everyone involved with the club. So I don't know. It's just, it's hard to say anything new because it's the problem is so easily defined, but geez, I don't know why people are making such a big deal. Like a, a, a mountain out of a molehill here. The, the problem is very clear and I don't know mm-hmm. why the, anything else has been said beyond that. Hmm. It's yeah, it's <laughs> the, I mean, those, those guys have to fill their word counts and get their clicks. Right. So they have to blame it on somebody and something, but at the same time, like no one is dealing with the injury crisis in, in my time of watching the premier league, I've never seen anything like this before. It is just bizarre. And it, yeah, I mean, you gotta, everybody finds a scapegoat, whether it's Klopp or FSG or, uh, Tiago or Bobby or you know whoever they pick today, it doesn't. It, if you're playing, you you just spent two million dollars on two center backs, and that's our preferred starting pair right now. Uh, I guess Nat Phillips. I don't know how many we probably <laughs> bought him from somebody a long time ago. I don't remember, but you know that those those three cost a collective two million dollars like that how can you expect greatness from that now if they do it awesome i mean well played but like it's let's just limp to the end you know let's do the do the best we can but like it's a wash and i'm just we don't have to just like hash it out over and over again in articles and in tweets and everything just yeah it's the injuries we'll get through it next season will be completely different yeah Exactly. Um, the fans and, will all be getting injured instead of the players. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they haven't walked up the terrace steps in a while, and they'll all pull their hamstrings and stuff. And and again, also like we will have. Well, I'm sure we'll talk later but the implications of missing out on Champions League and stuff. But again, it's not like we won the Champions League and spent a butt ton of money, or won the league and right. spent a butt ton of money. Like it, we're going to have to deal with certain issues around that anyway. So I. You know, I I'm not. I haven't yet subscribed to the belief that we won't get Champions League. That I mean, I do. I, I did just say limp through the season, but at the same time, like nobody really seems to want it. If, if that fourth <laughs> position that we're fighting, uh, you know, Chelsea, Tottenham, Everton, you know, etc. I don't remember who all else is is within the West Ham. I believe somehow um, is is fighting for that spot as well. Like. They all they're dropping points every almost every week. Some one of them is dropping points, and so I, I do think. I mean, the title's gone, obviously, but like the, I think fourth place is absolutely within our grasp. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, but but you know, we got to stop losing a player every match. Yeah, everyone is so flawed, and that includes us. So, like, in amongst those teams that are always dropping points, we are very much in that discussion of teams that are dropping points every week. Uh, and this, I mean, this kind of gives us a chance to look ahead. And we don't usually spend a lot of time previewing league matches as much. We usually spend a lot of time talking about what just happened. But this, this, it's now is a time where 
like we could theoretically see something really different. Just see maybe a little bit of shakeup, and we're getting some players back. We've got new signings. Hopefully, Ben Davis makes it through the week because I mean he got injured in his first week, so that set him back a little bit. But I we we've got to change something because we can't just keep doing what we're doing because we're just going to keep running into results like we've been getting. Um, so I mean, what what are you expecting from this match against Sheffield? Because they're not the type of team we want to be playing right now, but they also are not very good. So that should help. Well, Sheffield is weird because uh, they're not very good, but they are, they are the perfect example of a team that will play out of their minds in a, in a game against us. It's going to happen. They're going to turn into like 2010 Spain against us. Um, I would not be shocked to see a formation change just to get just to like not only shake it up but like get people in different positions it just seems a little like we said earlier just everybody's kind of waiting around for the ball I would I would love to see like a 442 but a diamond midfield like maybe have Mane Salah the striker Bobby just behind and you know you play you still play your same midfield 3 have Genie as the 6 but like we the four three three isn't working, no. and you know maybe you make Mane and Salah the focal points. Maybe free up Bobby, free and Trent or Robertson for a run, or Curtis or whoever, uh, you know, is not injured in that other role. But like it, I, I would not be shocked to see a formation change. Now, as soon as I said that, they won't do it. But that would be my my guess. Yeah, I'm. I agree with you as well. Like it's like 50, 50 almost if we will. Cause I mean, we kind of tried that a little bit when we had to play Shakiri as false nine and it kind of turned into a diamond. Uh, and they're, I mean, we know their shape and we know what exactly what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Getting more people around there, trying to do more things besides not be in the box for a cross that we're not going to hit very well is something we can try. Uh, I'm almost wondering if we see maybe the same, formation but it looks different because of who's playing where so i mean their their forwards suck like there Mm -hmm. is no getting around that yeah even brewster brewster has been terrible this season like Mm -hmm. we were all hyped on him and i'm sure he will come good and so a large part of it is him being in a not very good team but he has not been good this season and all their other forwards are just like memes at this point so i i think we can maybe be a little bit less cautious in the sense that we don't need like a true holder, even though we play better when we've got that like true six, uh, which is probably something to look at in the summer when if Fabinho is not there, then we need someone else who can do that. But that said, like, I don't know. We might see like super gung ho, nabby Curtis Tiago, just because Jeannie needs a rest. We have very few people fit, but we need some like extra attacking impetus. And they shifting them around, getting Curtis where he's been on the right, Nabby on the left where he's typically been, Tiago in his deep line playmaker role. That's just like you mentioned, different players in different positions doing different things, and that could potentially mix up how the midfield looks. Um, I, I I'm almost wondering as well, like if one of the front three gets dropped and it's, I mean, it's probably going to be Bobby, but I don't know. We've had some stinkers from all, all three of them. So 
do we do you think we chuck Jota in? Is he fit enough? Can he no, run? No, he won't play. I don't think he'll play. Um, honestly, I think <laughs> I it's I our social media team knows exactly what they're doing at all yes. times. Yeah. They it, it's not a it, it is not a coincidence that like the day after we hear about Henderson being basically gone for the rest of the season that you start seeing Van Dyke doing outdoor training and Jota <laughs> yeah. doing team. Like they did that on purpose. I don't think we see Jota. I would be shocked if we saw Jota. Now maybe if we're up and like there's not really a risk, maybe the last five minutes a cameo or something, but like no, I don't I don't think he plays. I think you'll see Bobby again. Um the front three right now, they're not untouchable, but like who what are you gonna put in? Uh, I mean, it, it just is. I, I think I think I think you're right. I think we will see maybe different players in different positions in terms of the midfield, but I can't really see Jota. Um, what is is Milner? I, this is I should know this, but is Milner out still or is he available? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's still out. Okay, I, just, I should I think, know that. Yeah, I think his muscle problems are going to rule him out for a while. Oh. Pretty sure Fabinho's still out for a while. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't really think we'll be getting many people back. The the other question I'd like to pose is, do you think we see Davies? Like, we, we signed him. Mm. He's a left-sided center back. We have pretty much none of those at this point. Um, do you, and <laughs> because the other option is Kabak and Phillips. <laughs> Who, honestly, I don't hate that. Um, against Sheffield, the Kabak and Phillips give us a little bit. I mean, we certainly, I mean, Sheffield's going to, if they're going to score, it's going to be on a set piece. I'd rather have Phillips in on those. Uh, I mean, no offense to Davies, but Phillips is, um, is, has been really good, but also is, is great in the air as we've seen. But Klopp hates Nat Phillips. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't actually see that happening. I would be, I would be less surprised. I would be, let me say this. I would be more surprised seeing Nat Phillips and Kabak start than I would seeing like Genie and Kabak start at center back. You know, like it's, I don't, I'd, maybe he'll do it. I don't know. But that's, Klopp hates him for some reason. I yeah. I, it was probably because he did that. He tried like a splitting pass and it actually worked in the Derby, but Klopp was probably like, never again. You know your place, <laughs> Nat. Like you don't, you don't pass. That's not what you do in this right. team. Uh, and yeah, and that was going to be my follow-up question, is which midfielder is most mm-hmm. likely to be center back? Because that's what we're going to see. We're mm-hmm. not going to see any of the people that could play that position. No. I mean, it's Genie, obviously. He's the yeah the the center back. But, I mean, I, <laughs> it's so sad. It's so funny. Like, you have to laugh to keep from crying to talk about, like, who's yeah. going to play center back. Uh, honestly, I would love to see Davies, though, to actually answer your question. Uh, I mean, uh, allegedly his ball distribution is really good. Um, he is, I mean, I don't think we would have permanently signed him if he wasn't halfway decent. Um, they just would have gone with nobody. So I, yeah. I would like to see him play, um, but who knows? Sheffield may be the team to do it against since their forwards are so bad. Yeah, exactly. And like, if he's not going to play now, he's never going to play. Right. Right. So, I mean, there would be no reason for us to spend that money if, right. after our ninth string center back goes down injured, our new center back signing does not play with our other new center back. Well, I mean, he's on a he's on a timer, right? Like he's got probably I don't who knows if we'll see Van Dyke this season, but like 
all three of the Phillips, Kopak, and Davies have basically until the end of April to play well and like establish themselves because that's when you'll start seeing people. I, I, I truly think that we'll see Van Dyke before the end of the season. I, I don't know that we should necessarily, yeah. but I think we will. Uh, and the, you know, him being that obviously he's a, he's a lock, but as Fabinho comes back in, as Henderson hopefully comes back in, they are above those three in the pecking order. And so these guys, like these games are the ones that those guys have to step up in and say, you like, Hey, make my signing permanent rather than just a loan. Or, Hey, you didn't waste $2 million or, Hey, please don't send me back to Germany, uh, on a loan. Like those guys have to have to make their statements now. And so I do hope for Davies that he gets the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of like, uh, maybe a little to a lesser extent. That's how I feel about Samikas. Like we, because he's been hurt so long, we we've never really seen him get to play. And Andy, is looking as tired as anybody because he's played about as many minutes as you could possibly play right. in this season. So, but like same time, we're struggling. You can't really imagine us taking out one of the best left backs in the world to put in our depth guy. But will our depth guy ever grow as a player if he never gets to play? Because we only have this. That we have the league and the Champions League, and. I doubt Samikas is going to make any appearances in the Champions League. So I don't know. We're just in that funny situation where we have to rely on the guys we've been relying on every match because we feel like they'll get us out of trouble, but that might be making things worse. Yeah. I think, I think it's Andy is in terms of Klopp, like Klopp's preferences. I feel like Andy is on like Bobby's level. Uh, You know, I I just don't, he's not, unless he gets hurt or dies, he's not going (laughs) to not start. Uh, I, I think he's, he's untouchable. Um, right now, it, as tired as he might be, but yeah, I mean, I it sucks for Samikas, right? Like, because he's really kind of had a bad run of it. At, mm-hmm. You know, it's been really unlucky, just like everybody. But it just sucks that, like, you know, that there are going to be innumerable games this season, and you come in to like hopefully play, hopefully make ten to twelve appearances, and you just don't. And it's March. It sucks, but. I don't know that we see him this game. Hopefully he'll get I actually I hope we don't see him because that would mean something happened to Andy. But if we do, hopefully it's a cameo, something towards the end. Yeah. Or like, I guess the only like is much lower likely possibility option is for some reason we go three at the back and accentuate our problem of not having center backs even more, put Andy at that left center back like he plays for national team, put Samikas out wide. I, d- I highly doubt that. Uh, mostly because Gary Neville suggested it, and Klopp is definitely not going to listen to Gary Neville. Uh, so I, I, I can't really imagine that. But yeah, and that, that's one of the. It's so sad, like you said, because how many times before the season started did we talk about like we need replacements and backups for our fullbacks because they do so much work and they're going to need rotation. And on the left side, our backup has been injured the entire season. On the right side. Our backup was 19 and hasn't really been able to cope just yet. So in the season we needed it the most, we haven't been able to do it at all. And we've been struggling so much. And it's just, I mean, it's going to be something to look at in the summer for sure. Um, Maybe more on the right than on the left. But yeah, I mean, we we tried so hard (laughs) to cover for this and then catastrophe struck. Yeah. I mean, actually, I feel like we, that was one thing we did correctly i think samikas was a good buy 
honestly. Yeah. I mean, that that was I was glad that we did it, but <laughs> like, what do you? How do you predict that that everyone is going to get hurt? That you just can't. It sucks. Yeah. But Man. no. But I think I think Sheffield will be easy. Not easy, but I think it, nothing's easy right now. But I think it should be an easy win if we play well. If we play down to their level. I might just delete Twitter. <laughs> I might just delete Peacock as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I can't do that. They have the office. So. Oh. Um, but yeah. Uh, so let's just to wrap things up. We'll keep this episode relatively short. Overall speaking, score prediction, game prediction, flow prediction. How many pieces of furniture are you going to throw out of your house by the end of this match? And what's your score? Um. I'm going to say 1-0 us um, with a cheeky Roberto Firmino goal. No look. Because we need our sauce back. Uh, we, yeah, that, I think that's going to be the way to break it somehow is to us score a goal we have no business scoring given how the past two months have gone. I, I think it's going to be 1-0. It's going to be terrible, I, but I think it'll be a goal off of a set piece. I think Kabak will rise like a salmon uh, and head something home. Uh, that I mean, he's still settling, clearly. He looks out of place. He was struggling so hard with the wind in the derby. He just like oh, he looks so like bad. he needed contacts because he just could not judge the ball. But one thing he has been good at throughout his entire career is winning the ball in the air. Um, so I think he'll be able to get on the end of one of our very poor set pieces and head it in, uh, and that will be how we win this match. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. Or it's a Davies midfield thunderbolt <laughs> just to announce himself and then immediately get hurt. Yeah. Like the, the Daniel Agger goal. From yes. Later. Yeah. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're calling Ben Davies. Daniel Agrigol becomes a human tattoo and becomes an Anfield legend. That's how we're wrapping it up this week. This has been You'll Never Talk Alone. Will, thanks for hopping on and commiserating with me. Yep. Uh, Thanks to you, you, listener, for making it through this episode, uh, hopefully without tears in your eyes. But let us know at YNTA Podcast your thoughts, your opinions. Who do you think is going to play? Who do you think is even going to be fit by the time the match rolls around? And as always, Andrew, sign us off.